From paranormal happenings to things we can't quite explain with science, this series is the longest running one on the channel, and I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you back for another video. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true unexplained stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help us keep this show going. Now, without further hesitation, let's get into these creepy and allegedly true unexplained stories that'll creep you out tonight. Recently, we've added a new sponsor to the show, IP Vanish. So, what is IP Vanish? IP Vanish is a virtual private network, a VPN for short. A VPN is a super important tool that helps you safely browse the internet. You can use a VPN on your computers, tablets, phones, even things like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use a VPN, all your data is encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is you're doing, it's protected. IP Vanish is just $3.49 a month. For just $3.49 a month or $27.99 a year, you can help protect your online privacy and security. Here's everything you get with IP Vanish. Anonymous IP addresses. This means your personal IP address can't be tracked by anyone on the web. You can circumvent any online censorship. IP Vanish has more than 1,500 servers in 70 plus locations. You also get protection when using public Wi-Fi. Remember, with IP Vanish, all your data is encrypted, so no one can snoop on what you are doing no matter where you are. So, what are you waiting for? Go to ipvanish.com swamped. Claim your 65% savings. They have plans starting at just $3.49 a month or $27.99 a year. This is definitely the time to sign up. With our discount and their current promotional offerings, you can get a VPN for 65% off their usual offering. IP Vanish is the best of the best, even rated 4.7 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot. And with more than 6,000 reviews, you know that they can't be wrong. Show these guys some love. Remember, it's ipvanish.com swamped to get the deal and start protecting yourself online today. This story was relayed to me by my aunt. A woman and her family who lived opposite next to her house were the very first residents of a region located in the outskirts of the main town called Headquarter, and these incidents occurred when there were no inhabitants at all besides them. The place was untouched, which means there were still lots of trees and the area was quite bushy. So one night, when the woman and her children were just lying around in their living room, a knock came on their door. As it was dark and kind of late, she was reluctant to open the door, so she checked who it was from the window, and can see through the veranda. She saw a dog in front of the door, so she just ignored it and left it be. The knock came again, and there it was, the same dog from before. This time, though, she noticed that the animal was sort of huge, to the point to where it looked unusual. To say it was some sort of creature would be wrong since it looked exactly like a dog. At this point, she grew uneasy. 
There was absolutely no one. No one to prank them. And, and that dog. It was just impossible that it would be able to knock. It was all so odd. She ignored it, and then she and her family went to bed. The old woman told my aunt that the knock came all night long. Another incident took place, this time in the bedroom. She woke up in the middle of the night to find a person, or some sort of dark thing, that looked like someone crouched down near the bed, and shortly after, it disappeared in front of their eyes. My aunt said that these were not the only cases she and her family experienced. It happened so much to the point where her children were not even scared by the activities anymore. When the old woman was on her deathbed, it was said that she saw a black shadow thing crouched next to her bed the whole time that she was ill, and she was not even scared at all. Thank you for sharing this on your channel, Swamp. I hope to write you more about some of the stories experienced by my relatives and friends. As I come from a small town in India, let me tell you, paranormal activities are pretty common. Dare I even say, daily. I love your channel, your voice, and would like to contribute to these stories. This happened when I was about 8 or 9 years old. Growing up, I spent most of my time with my grandmother. My father, uncle, and of course my grandfather all lived in the same house as my grandmother. Because of this, I used to spend a lot of time with my uncle and dad. I was an only child, so my uncle and father spent a lot of time playing jokes on me. One night, I was laying on my grandma's bed talking to her about God knows what nonsense. The way I was laying was sort of weird. I was facing her, but one of my arms were positioned behind my back. I remember her asking me if I was actually comfortable like that. It was a pretty odd position, I must admit. Anyways, during our conversations, I saw hands on the ground as if they were crawling in my peripherals. I immediately thought it must be my dad or uncle trying to spook me, so I played it cool, thinking I would surprise them as soon as they were behind me. I kept my conversation going with my grandmother, as if I did not suspect a thing, and the next thing you know, someone was grabbing my hand and pulling me down. I laughed and turned my head, expecting to see my father or uncle, only to be met with nothing. This thing had me in a tight grip, and I could not fully turn around. It pulled me harder, and I screamed. My grandma tried to pull me up. She grabbed my hand and pulled me back onto the bed as I heard my uncle and father coming through the front door. When the thing finally let up, I spun around only to see two hands reaching out from under the bed. I was flipping out, crying and screaming for my father to check under the bed. My grandma was the kind of person to keep all sorts of memorabilia, and she put a lot of it under her bed for safekeeping. There was no way anyone could fit under the bed. My dad and uncle searched the house only to find nothing. They went up and down the hallways, everywhere. My grandmother was convinced that I was just wrapped up in the blankets and started to fall. But that, unfortunately, does not explain the hands I saw. To this day, I have no explanation as to what it was or what would have happened if those hands managed to pull me all the way from my grandmother. First, to make my story make sense, I need to give some backstory. I come from an Irish family, the older generations of which are deeply religious. 
Anytime my great-grandmother saw one of her male descendants, be it a son, a grandson, or a great-grandson, she would always say my boys have the devil's eyes. One of the first memories I have of her is me sitting on her lap and her holding my face to look me in the eyes and say this. I always just figured it was because all the men in our family had eyes similar in shape and color and that we had gotten it from my biological great-grandfather, who I never met or saw photos of since my great-grandma remarried after his death. Even in grandma's old age, when she was battling Alzheimer's and could not remember her daughters or their names, she always recognized her boys, even if she did not know our names. With that all out of the way, I can tell you what we found now. My grandmother has passed away. We are keeping the house and the family and plan on keeping animals in the small field behind the house. That means we will be digging holes for fencing across the property. My grandfather and I are the ones doing most of the work, since we live the closest. This can be hard work, especially in the hills of West Virginia. After hours of working my digger, I hit something that made a hollow clanging noise. This wasn't a rock, and whatever it was, someone had buried it deep. It was also stopping any more progress as the hole needed at least another foot or so. I picked up something to try to break through. A long, heavy piece of metal with a harsh wedge. And with my curiosity, full start, start digging around this and try to pry it loose. It comes eventually, and is now sitting lengthwise in this hole. So I lay on the ground to reach my arm down, almost to the shoulder to try and get a grip on this and pull it out. After a few more minutes of struggling, out comes a long, skinny lockbox, maybe six inches in width and about a foot long. The small lock on it is rusted and a good smack with the rock breaks it open. Inside are old photos. Nothing too spectacular. Just a few of my great-grandma, some of my grandpa, and I believe their siblings as kids. There was a bunch of little writings about what was happening when the picture was taken as well. There is one that sticks out though. It was lying face down in the box, with no writing on the back, but it was like it was calling to me. I figured it was just my curious nature and I flipped it over. Pictured as my great-grandmother. I believe she was in a plush-looking high back chair. A man stands on her left, one hand on the top of the chair, and the other on her shoulder, and on the other side of the chair is a black mist. It is vaguely in the shape of a man, but it is massive if the man standing next to my great-grandmother is six feet tall, this thing would be nine. It gives off this aura of hate and anger, even through the picture. Its eyes are the worst part. Its eyes are such a striking green. It is like looking through me into my soul. I dropped the picture like it burned me and whipped it across the ground a bit. It's not my proudest moment. At this point, my grandpa has made his way over to me and looks down at the photos. He gives me a mixed look of anger and fear. He crouches down, scoops up the picture and the lockbox, and carries it off, giving me a gruff, get back to it, before disappearing into the house. Still shaken up, I take a moment to collect myself before I do anything else. I don't want to keep digging without at least having my wits about me. After about 15 minutes, he comes back out and grabs me by the shoulders and takes a deep breath before saying, don't tell anybody about that box. His tone brokered no argument or question. I just numbly nodded my head. He gives me a slight smile before patting my shoulder and moving off again to keep working. I do the same, 
moving on to another posting site. That was about two weeks ago now, and I have had a terrible sense of being stalked and terrible nightmares. I keep waking up from dreams of being followed in the forest by something with glowing green eyes. I swear I see things out of the corner of my eye at home now, too. I walked past a storefront in town the other day and thought I saw something tall following just behind me and bent over to look down at me. Either I have lost my mind, or the thing in that picture has come back, and I really, I really, really hope that I'm just crazy. This is a true story that happened to me. It is honestly bone chilling. Anyways, this is the story of the man in my closet. I think I just call it a man because I do not want to believe it was anything else. Well, I guess let me explain. Ever since I was younger, I hated the closet. I am not sure why, but it was just an irrational fear of mine. In my old house, I was convinced there was some thing or I guess this so-called man in my closet. I was 12 at the time. I often heard scratching, knocking, and tapping in my closet, but after a while, I just got used to it and tried my best to ignore it. At the time, I had a loft bed. If you do not know what that is, it is basically a bunk bed without the bottom bunk. Instead, the bed frame sits on a dresser and a desk. You must climb a ladder to get up to it. When you first walk into my room, there is a closet by the right corner, and once you walk in, if you look to your left, there is a small TV. Across from the TV was my bed. Sorry if this is a poor description, but my bed was on the front wall that you see when you walk into the room on the left corner. So the side of my bed was across from the TV going the long way facing the closet. So when I climbed up the ladder, my feet would be facing the closet and my head would be near the window on the left wall in between the bed and the TV. I hope that made sense. My small TV was kind of like a touchscreen TV. In the bottom right hand corner of the TV there was an on and off button and a volume button that you needed to tap to turn it off and on. There was no remote so I would have to climb down and turn it on and off or to adjust the volume by touching the buttons. Now my TV makes a very distinctive sound. When you turn it on or turn it off it makes a little doodaloo, high pitched kind of noise. Well, one night I went up to bed late. I was having some trouble falling asleep, but once I did, something weird happened. I do not remember what time it was exactly, but in my half-asleep state, I heard my TV turn on. I turned over to my side and looked at my TV. Its blue light was illuminating my room, and there was no one there. I immediately heard footsteps, so I reached for my glasses that were sitting on my window seal. Now these were not your ordinary footsteps. I had hardwood floors, and it was a distinct creaking sound when you walk over them because of your body weight. These were just light, quick steps running out of my room. When I put my glasses on, I looked at the doorway. There was a tall, dark, lengthy figure standing there looking at me. Or I think it was, because it did not have a face or eyes that I could discern. It was just fuzzy looking. My heart started pounding. I chucked my pillow at it, and I wanted to cry. I saw the figure walk into the closet as it closed the door slowly. I swear I heard a creepy, raspy voice in my left ear. Look at me. 
I swear to God, this was something straight out of a horror film. I turned so fast my head spun. There was nothing there. Suddenly, the closet door slammed the rest of the way shut. I sat there mortified and just stared at the closet crying. After a few hours, I guess I ended up falling asleep. I do not remember much after that. This was about two years ago. I moved into a new house, and what I did immediately was take my closet doors off their hinges. I am 14 now, and they, or that so-called man, has never come back, and I hope they never do. Hello Swamp Dweller, I'm a huge fan of the channel and always listen to the stories while I work. I have always wanted to share my own story but just either kept forgetting or just did not have the time. I have a couple of stories for you and everyone on the channel, including my own personal story. I will tell my personal story first and then the rest that has been told to me by my family another day. A little bit of background on my family and the house we live in. I was about maybe 7 or 8 when I used to live in Coachella with my family before I was placed into foster care. We had a one-story house at the end of a cul-de-sac. It was a big house as well. The moment you walk through the front door, you are greeted by the very spacious living room. A little to the right and far in the back of the living room was a kitchen, which was small, now that I remember. To the left of the front door was a little corridor leading down to the hallway. To the left of the corridor was a room that we called the back room, that was at the end of the hallway. That room was always empty, besides an old bed frame and a mattress, a couple of empty boxes, and some old furniture. Every time someone or I went into that room, it was always ice cold. It always gave me the creeps, and I always kept my distance from the back room. My grandma always said that the AC did not actually work in that room or something to that extent. Next to the very right of the back room was the garage door, then to the very right of that corridor was a long hallway with the three rooms on the left that we all slept in. My brother Gregory, who was two years younger than me, and my baby brother Julian, who was still sleeping in a crib. But we had gotten him a little bed to sleep on once he was old enough. That was on the right side of the room up against the wall, and just to the left was the big bed me, my brother, and sister Selena, who was a year younger than me, shared. Then literally right next to my room was my cousin's room. The moment you investigate her room, you immediately see her bed to the right and her dresser to the left. These descriptions of the rooms are necessary to better illustrate the story. Then, all the way at the end of the hallway, right across from my grandma's room was my Aunt Leslie's room. Finally, in the very middle of the hallway rift, across from mine and my cousin's room, was the bathroom which we always had the door open to and the light on because that was our only source of light during the night, as we didn't have any ceiling lights or anything like that in the hallway. I did not know at first until the night of my experience, but our house was supposedly haunted. The very cliché type of haunted house. A father, mother, and a daughter. Apparently, they had died in a fire a long time ago. Something out of a movie, which is why I did not really believe it at first. There were a total of ten people living in that house. I will not name them all because only four of us were in the house the night of my experience. On that night, Everyone had gone out except my Aunt Leslie, Cousin Brittany, and my sister Selena and myself. We were in my aunt's room having a movie night. Sometime during the night, my cousin Brittany wanted some food, so she asked if her mom could go get her some food. As she was getting up to head to the kitchen, 
She asked me if I could go with her because she was also afraid of being alone in the house, especially at night. So I agreed, and I do not know why, but I just always must be in front of someone when we are walking down the hallway. I just always feel like someone or something is right behind me, and it always makes me feel extremely uncomfortable. So I asked my aunt if I could go in front of her, but she was already out the door before I could get in front of her. Another small detail about the hallway is that it was exceedingly small and narrow, so it was hard to pass someone who was in front of you. So knowing this, I was not able to pass my aunt in front of me, but she kept reassuring me that I will be fine. So, for once, I did not feel scared about it and just decided to be a big boy and stay behind my aunt all the way down the kitchen. So, while we were walking down the hallway, both my room and my cousin's room's doors were both wide open with the lights off. Even though I was being brave, I could not bring myself to investigate either room. We make it to the kitchen, and my aunt decides to make a cup of noodles for my cousin. After about five minutes of preparing the noodles, we start to head back. Me, still being brave, I was behind my aunt once again on the way back to her room. As we were approaching my room on the left, I get the sudden urge to just investigate the room. That was a mistake. The moment I investigate the room, I see a very dark shape of what looked like to be a man standing with his back to us, looking out my bedroom window into the side of our backyard. I immediately ran past my aunt screaming and crying. I know, I'm a huge baby. As I'm running past her, I knock the cup of noodles out of her hands and it spills all over the floor, also burning her in the process. Man, did I want to get away from that room as fast as possible. My aunt then immediately chases me, because well, of course she was very frightened, as well, even though, she did not see a single thing. When we got back into her room, I am in tears and just losing my mind from what I saw. My sister and cousin, seeing me so frightened, were totally scared as well. My cousin Brittany even started crying. My aunt then asked what the heck happened, and I explained exactly what I saw. Of course, adults always say it was just our imagination or something. My aunt then goes back to clean up the mess that I had caused. She returns to the room after about an hour, and I am calm again. And my cousin is still hungry. She is calm as well after crying for a bit from being scared. So again, she asked her mom to get her some food, so my aunt asked if I will go with her again. And at first I said no, but my aunt then says that she will let me be in front of her, so after some time I finally agree to go again. On the way back to the kitchen, I was terrified. I could not bring myself to investigate either room again, and we make it to the kitchen, where, after another five minutes, my aunt has another cup of noodles made, hot and ready for my cousin. On the way back to the room, of course I am in front, but I am still too scared to investigate my room again, being a seven-year-old and dumb as I was. I decide to be brave and just take a peek. I saw nothing. There is no one there. It's like whatever it was, was in my imagination or something. So, as we continued walking, I decided to investigate my cousin's room. Yet again, another dumb mistake. There was that same, very dark shape of a man, but instead of him standing and looking out the window, he was just sitting on my cousin's bed, facing the TV, so I could only see the side of him. But I saw his whole body, his legs, his arms. It was like looking at a real person. He was just completely black. He just had his hands on his lap, doing nothing, staring off into oblivion. I bolt it back to the room, this time screaming and crying even harder than before. It's also funny because my aunt drops the noodles again after chasing me from getting so scared. 
Once we get to the room, my cousin and sister are now overly concerned and start freaking out just as much as me. It took my aunt about 20 minutes to calm us all down and for her to ask me what actually happened. I told her exactly what I saw, and this time she believed me. She was now too scared to go into the hallway by herself, so she asked if my sister would go with her to clean up the noodles on the floor. That was my personal experience in that house. I was not the only one who says they saw something weird in that the house either. My mother had also seen this guy one night as she got up late in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. My baby brother was still sleeping in his crib, so his bed to the left of us was still not used. When my mom got up to use the bathroom, she says she saw the black shape of a man just laying on it. She rubbed her eyes to get a better look, but he was gone. My mom also said she heard a little girl. It is funny, because while I lived with my sister and two brothers, she was never up past what we were, and she was always sleeping. It's just a weird set of events that I don't know if I'll ever really be able to explain. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true unexplainable horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. If you have a story that you'd like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton in the YouTube algorithm. If you're listening on iTunes or another podcast platform, give this a 5-star rating as it helps me out a ton over there. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us and help us expand our ever-growing waters? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new video, as I upload them almost every single day, and all things natural and supernatural. If you guys would like to support the channel outside of hitting that like button and subscribing, maybe check out the merch store. I've got t-shirts, face masks, sweaters, and so much more. If you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories everywhere you go, you can download them absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. And like I said, it's absolutely free to do so, and always will be. Thank you guys so much for supporting the Swamp the way you do. I couldn't do this on a daily basis without you guys. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story tonight was your favorite. And if you have a story that you'd like to share, definitely send it in at swampdweller.net. I'll see you guys soon with another creepy video.